Hey guys, welcome to episode three, Reading Body Language. In the last episode, we talked about the reward system. Now we're going to talk about how to understand why your dog is reacting to what he's thinking in different situations by reading his body language. Dogs get 80% body language and only 20% verbal cues. Again, this entire podcast is based on my no dog left behind principle training all dogs as if they are of average intelligence. You should be able to tell the level of your dog's intelligence by how many repetitions you're doing before the light comes on. In a dog's mind, size is a big factor. The bigger, the stronger. Remember that dogs don't usually spend a lot of time looking in the mirror. They look at their surroundings, and many times I I believe that they assume that they look like what they're looking at. This might explain why a tiny dog might run up to a big dog and challenge him. Have you ever seen two dogs meet in the park for the first time? The hair on their back stands up, the hair on their neck stands up, their ears go up, their tails go up. This is a dog trying to make himself as big as possible. I love to think about what they might be imagining themselves to look like at that moment. I don't know, maybe they're thinking that they're as big as a dinosaur or, I don't know, Godzilla. Anyway, The dog is saying, dude, this is my part. Submit or I'm going to kick your butt. Some dogs will lay down, making themselves smaller. They'll look off into the distance, not making eye contact. Sometimes they'll roll over and show you the most vulnerable side of their body. Sometimes they'll even release urine to show that they're weak and submissive. In the wolf pack, the pack leader towers over the pack members that might challenge him when they get to be a certain age until the other dog looks off into the distance and releases urine. Releasing that urine means I don't want any trouble. I just want to coexist. I'm much smaller than you. Please don't hurt me. This is called submissive urination. Now, remember that conversation because we're going to be referring back to that several times during the next episodes. Let's talk about the biggest misconception of all, tail wagging. Most people think that if a dog's wagging its tail, it's happy. If the dog's tail is relaxed and down low, going from left to right, then you're right. He's happy. But if the tail goes up and over over to the right, it means I've never seen that before. If the tail goes to the left, it means that's making me nervous. If it goes in between their legs, then they're usually scared or afraid. If it goes straight out, they're making a decision or they're receiving information about their surroundings. But if that tail goes straight up and over the back and quivers like a rattlesnake, it means I'm going to bite you. I had a lady call me just last week and not just last week. I've had this call many times. My dog has bitten three people. He must be crazy because he's wagging his tail the whole time. Or let's say that you take your dog to the dog park. And a big dog comes charging at your dog with his tail straight up, quivering over his back. And just before he snatches your dog up, you hear his owner say, oh, he just wants to play. See, he's wagging his tail. Eyes and nose. A dog's eye language is very much like like humans. They use their eyes to show us how they're feeling. Soft eyes are happy. And just like humans, a side eye can mean trouble. Noses are always better if they're moving. 
Staring at something with a still nose usually is not a good thing. Yawning, sneezing, excessive panning, salivating, they're all signs of stress. Shaking is showing emotion. It can be fear, but usually it's excitement or caution. Remember, we don't want to reward anything that we don't want to keep. We want to redirect or correct whichever is appropriate for what's happening at that time. Dogs don't calculate like humans. If my dog starts growling at someone, I'm not going to pull him up close to me and calm him down. I see this all the time. The human pulls the dog close to their body and says, it's okay, and then pets them. It's not okay, guys. It's not okay. So don't tell your dog that it's okay. In dog language, you just said, good boy. I'm so glad that you're growling at that man. Every time you do that, I'm going to pet you. So what should we do instead? According to the size of your dog, tell him to stop and mean it. To a dog, tension on the neck is a correction. Mother dogs growl and pick puppies up by the scruff of the neck to correct them. Now, I'm not telling you to pick your dog up by the scruff of the neck, but that is where collars came from. The problem we have with humans is that they don't want to release the tension, thinking that the dog will go right back to what he was doing, and, pro and he probably will until we've repeated it at least three times. The only time that we should have any tension on the leash is when the dog's doing something wrong. Then the dog learns, when I do that, I get tension on my neck. When I stop, it goes away. Correction should always happen at the bottom of the behavior. Let's say that you see your dog pull up, making himself bigger when your company walks in. As soon as you see that body language begin, the correction should happen. In other words, when he thinks about doing it, you should get to the point where you can read that body language and correct it at the bottom of a behavior. Next, never pair your dog's name with a correction. For instance, don't say spot, no. If you do this, your dog will start to associate his name with a correction word. It's pretty hard to get a dog to come to you when you call it if his name means you're in trouble. I put a distraction word before the correction, like hey or uh-uh. Then I let the correction follow immediately. Pretty soon, he'll learn to correct himself. When he hears the correction word, he'll know that the, ten the uh, tension on the leash is coming, and he'll learn to correct himself after he hears the correction word because he's memorized the order. Don't forget to mark the behavior you're looking for, even if you have to shape it. As soon as the dog stops the behavior, and this is timing, guys. Timing in training has to be spot on. As soon as you see the, the behavior that you're looking for, even if you have to shape it, you need to mark that behavior with good or yes. And good or yes should come out of your mouth the, at the same way that the dog did it. Let's say that he did it really good. I'm going to say good if he just did it and I can tell that he wasn't really wanting to do it and he make it up. I'm going to say good. Okay, so, so far, we've covered how they imprint by their mother, what they consider to be a reward, how they read body language. So now it's time to start talking to the dogs. Remember, shake your head, get rid of the junk, and think like a dog.